JD Talking Sports. Drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, subscribe on iTunes. It is Tuesday, March 14th, 2017. I just read that they're going to reboot The Matrix, but the Wachowski, well, they're, they're not. They're sisters now. They were brothers. Now they're sisters. Keanu Reeves might be involved. Early stages, Michael P. Jordan might be involved. Keanu said he would do it, but if the Wachowski were involved, if not, who knows? Why do we have to reboot the Matrix? First one, good. The next two were just shit, in my opinion. I'm not a big... I, I just feel Hollywood can't decide to do anything unique anymore. No. No. I'm actually taping this show with John Lithgow, Trial and Error on NBC. It just looks kind of funny. And I like... John Lithgow's kind of goofy. I gotta watch it. Okay. The Knicks won tonight. 27-41. and 41. If they go 14-0, they will finish 500 for the season. Ryan has to be happy. Snowstorm here, maybe 15 to 20 inches. A lot of snow. It was heavy as shit. It was so goddamn heavy. I did a little shoveling to get my car out. They plow if you do if there's over five, six inches. Well, I had to get the car out so they could plow. That was a workout. I felt my wrist at one point, the one I broke, and I was like, wow. No, actually, it was the other one. I was like, holy Wow, a lot of pain, a lot of heaviness. Actually, the Knicks were down 10 at the half, outscored the Pacers 45-29 in the second half. Porzingis went out with a contusion on his left thigh. He pounded the ground. He was pissed. But damn, he did not return in the second half. Carmelo scored 20 of his 22 in the second half. Paul George led the Pacers with 22. Knicks now 27-41. Indiana fell to 34-33. D-Rose had 16. Aaron Gomez, 13 points, 16 rebounds off the bench. Kyle O'Quinn did not play. Knicks. I love Aaron Gomez. I just, you know, hey. Now, the Devils canceled the game against the Jets today, but the Knicks and Nets played. A lot more snow out here than out there. All right. 87 81 at the Garden. I want the Knicks to keep losing, but what the hell? Let's just keep winning. And especially Pacers, I man, you can't lose a game like that. You're in the playoff hunt. Which brings me to the Nets. If the Pacers don't make the playoffs, the Nets get their second round draft pick. Hey. Karis LaFert, I saw he had the dunk of the night. The big, I think it was Bigelow. Bigelow T sponsored it. They were tied 62 62 at the half. They were outscored 60 42, second half by OKC. Russell Westbrook shoots 6 for 18, but gets his 33rd triple-double of the season. They are 27-6 and six when he's a triple-double. 70th of his career, 25 points on 6 of eight, 18 shooting. 12 rebounds, 19 assists. I checked his turnovers because he's had a couple quadruple doubles if you want to get. He's had 10 turnovers, so we only had 5. Okay, so he improved to 38-29. and 29. Nets improved. Nets improved. Nets, yeah. 12-54. They lost out on a chance to win their consecutive games and that's not happened this year 2016-2017 Westbrook almost had a triple-double at the half in the third quarter he almost had it he was stuck at nine rebounds forever then he pulled it out at the end of the fourth quarter Karis LeVert had nine points in the first quarter 12 in the first half 16 for the game Lopez had 25.6 rebounds for the Nets Jeremy Lin 24 points two rebounds five assists he's getting more playing time Trevor Booker had off the bench led the Nets eight points two rebounds He's amazing, man. 
Russell Westbrook, 33rd triple-double in 67 games this year. Unbelievable, man. Hey, even when he doesn't shoot well, 19 assists, 12 rebounds. Come on, 19 assists? That's some serious, some serious stats, man. That is some serious statage. All right. Knicks, Knicks win. Nets lose at home. Both teams, I don't, didn't think they were going to play today. They are playing. And Cavs have to be excited. They're going to get back Kevin Love this weekend on the road trip. And they won tonight, 128-96 over Detroit. Tobias Harris led the Pistons with 17. Kyrie Irving at 26. Shumpert, I think, at 18 tonight. And LeBron, triple-double, 16 points, 11 rebounds, 12 assists. LeBron just keeps trucking. They're 44-22. and 22. Cavs are. Detroit fell to 33-34. and 34. Unbelievable, right? And, you know, you, know, you got to love the NCAA tournament. UNC is now 5-1 to one to win it per Westgate in Vegas. Kansas 6-1. to one. Duke 7-1. Nova 8-1. And Nova got their first opponent tonight. Because Mount St. Mary's from the NEC FDU's conference got their first 20 win ever. Because it really counts. The first four in, that counts as a 20 win. They beat New Orleans. It's not New Orleans, as Alex Trebek said tonight on Jeopardy. Well, it was actually yesterday's I watched. Oh, and Sing, animated movie, Matthew McConaughey. Really, really cute. I loved it. actually loved it. Well, Mount St. Mary's beat New Orleans 67-66. They get Nova Thursday in Buffalo. And then... I saw a highlight. Junior. I'm sorry. Travin Thibodeau. He's a forward. He had 11 points in the game. He choked Christavius Gill, who was a senior, who had eight points tonight. Choked it. They were down by three with about six minutes left in the game. He choked him. Thibodeau choked Gill. Like they're walking. He was yelling something in Gill's uh, face. And then he choked him. I was like, dude, you're down by three. Six minutes left in the game. What are you doing? That should never happen. I can see guys yelling and you see pushing. He literally choked him. And they, you know, it was it was a weird camera angle. It, like the camera, he was blocking the camera. He was definitely choke him. It was definitely a choke move. And they... But Wow. Wow, I mean that's crazy. I just got this on my phone. South Carolina, this is gonna this is gonna hurt them. They're forward. Elena Coates will miss the tournament with right ankle spray, sprain. Over thirteen a game. SE best ten point seven rebounds per game. She is out with an ankle. It says, but ankle, you know, I think it's a little more than an ankle sprain. It's got to be a bad ankle. She's gonna miss the tournament. She's not gonna be able to come back. Come on, it has to be something more serious. Unbelievable. Uh, but this choking thing, I was like, come on, man. You guys, this year, playing for all the marbles. Mount St. Mary's, hey, what, no matter what happens, you get to the tournament, you get to the, you're one of the final four. You got to play in the first four. Get that win today, get Nova. That is big, big. And UNC Greensboro at Circus was canceled because it's funny because Beheim was talking about how the ACC tournament this year at the Barclays, how he was saying how, well, you know, they played in Greensboro. Who lives, who's in Greensboro? And they got kind of pissed off. Well, NIT, they, they, the first game they have is against UNC Greensboro. I thought that was kind of funny. That's the game he gets. It was postponed till tomorrow. New York, nothing stops in New York. Jersey, everything kind of stops. But that choking, man. Guys, I know you, yeah, you're having some issues, but, you know, work on that shit, man. Come on. 
And Rich Samini said the Jets will have to, a little football now, Jets will have to do a sell job to get Cutler. But I think money always helps sell the job. And this, this is how lame it is. This is the news I got today. Defensive end Howard Jones visits on Friday the Jets, played eight games with the Bucks last season, had ACL surgery, three tackles in eight games. This, this, this was considered Jets news that you bring in. I know you have to every transaction, but I was like, Wow. Bringing a guy, Howard Jones, who had three tackles in eight games last season. Now, hey, I hope he comes. He has 15, 20 sacks this year, and I eat my left foot. But I don't think it's going to happen. And, you know, it's kind of interesting. I read this story from Kirsten Fleming from the Post. Buster Screen, cornerback for the Jets, he he's doing some, he's doing a workout. He's doing his, uh, as uh, Miss Fleming said, he's, he's channeling his inner Richard Thimmons at core, Richard Simmons, at core, a boutique studio in the meatpacking industry. He does high-intensity interval training classes, which he started two months ago. He's from Georgia, 27. It keeps me in shape and focused. It's a 40-minute sessions are drawing fitness fanatics, Snapchatting chicks, and revealing workout gear. It was shocking on that front. And football folks hoping to brush elbows with screen and other NFL pros who come to sweat. Also, such as Chris Lewis Harris, a free agent cornerback who played for the Ravens. And the Gang Greens, Daryl Roberts, and Marcus Williams. He said when he started, he had six people. He said he changed the routine weekly. And I invited all of them. He said, now I can't lie, things have been blowing up. He does three weekly classes, Thursday at 3 and 5.30 and Saturday at 5.30. And before one Thursday session, he personally greets everyone while before donning his microphone and barking, follow the leader. That's kind of cool. You get a microphone, teach a class. I'd like that. It's a fast-paced routine of quad, busting squats, kettlebell movements, and ab work. They said after, you know, kind of cool, you know. He said, I've done every workout you can think of. I've got a nice grasp on how the human body adapts. The people that have taken it love it. And Daryl Roberts from the Jets said, if I wasn't in the NFL and I was just a regular person, I think it'd be a cool experience. He said, I think it's cool for everybody to be around Buster. And a 14-year-old rabid fan actually came a few weeks ago, took a solo taxi ride from his Weehawken home, but without parental permission, he couldn't participate. And, you know, he said, I'm looking for his parents, and it was just him. Screen was saying, I felt so bad, I had to turn him away. He took his number of out of work out with the boy to school with his parents in tow. He has since fulfilled it. And he still followed the promise. You got to love that stuff. And the five foot nine Screen calls himself the go-to fitness guy in the locker room. You see, but his unconventional venture is more personal than simply building six packs. His classes actually support his charity, Path Mentorship, which benefits homeless children and single mothers. Core donates the space and the $35 class fee directly to the organization. Come on. And he says something cool. Don't be scared because an NFL player is leading the class. You know, anybody can do it, and you're helping the, these kids who need help. He hopefully he hopes to eventually open up a nightclub inspired gym in the Big, Big Apple. Hmm. Nightclub inspired gym. <laughs> and he says when it gets warm out, he's going to have boot camp classes in Weehawken, and Manhattan, and Brooklyn. And he says he'll continue with court till the start of the season. And he hopefully get, will get Muhammad Wilkerson and Sheldon Richardson to class, as well as former Jet Brandon Marshall, who signed with the Giants. He said uh, Marshall thinks he's Mr. Fitness, so let's get him in here and see how he does. I thought that was pretty funny. Mr. Screen. And I love that the money goes toward your charity, you know, homeless, kids, single moms. I think that's a good thing. Well, they said here that Jeff Hornacek is conceding that the season is over, but the Knicks show life 
Yeah, they did. Pretty nice, right? I like that. I like that Buster screen. Now, also, listen to this. The NFL starting quarterback average per year right now is $17 million. And backup money is between a three and ten million. Not bad. And Corey Davis, Western Michigan, wide receiver, first round. That's where the saying to go the first round. He didn't work out at the combine. He had ankle ankle issues. Same with his pro day. It's not healing. Better be smart. And man, you know what? The Pats just keep doing it. God damn it. Rex Burkhead with Cincinnati, who, you know, he's like a younger Danny Woodhead. Career high, thirty three hundred forty four yards rushing last year for Cincinnati. He's gonna be a fantastic fit for the Pats. The Pats keep, they got younger, faster. You got him, you got Brandon Cooks. I mean, Gronk comes back next year, forget about it. They're going to be awesome. Man, and Jets, Jets, no offense, but Jets still don't have a quarterback. (laughs) It's like, what am I talking about? And the Seahawks, Eddie Lacy, played five games last year, got one year, 5.55 million from the Seahawks. Kind of a bruiser. I mean, we'll see if he becomes another Marshawn Lynch. But I don't know. Beast mode. Maybe beast mode is coming. If Lacey can keep the weight down, that would be a great pickup for the Seahawks. Kirk Cousins, little spin doctoring. Denies report. He demanded trade. Only spoke to Dan Snyder about team's plans for him. I'm calling bullshit on that front. I'm calling big, big, big bullshit on that front. Yeah. Big, big bullshit. Now, I read... Something very interesting that I, Emily Camp Kaplan, I love her at the MMQB. Davis Webb, he was asked, Savage, who runs the, used to be the GM with the Browns. He now runs the Senior Bowl. And he was asked who he felt was the quarterback to what? the quarterback to watch for. And he said, without hesitation, who was, who was his guy? Phil Savage, senior bowl executive director. I wanted to get his title, right? He's the former Cleveland Browns GM. He said, they asked him if he believed any quarterbacks were poised to break out during the week. And he said, Davis Webb, Davis Webb started at Texas tech. And then Pat Mahomes came in and he was beaten out. And then he transferred to Cal the same school as Jared Goff, the number one pick last year. And, you know, they're saying that, that, you know, it's a system and, you know, he can't get, you know, he has to, he's used to taking a shotgun. He's not used to taking the ball from center and all this stuff. Well, it's interesting. He, this is a kid, Davis Webb, 22 year old. He got he got the mobile for the senior bowl two days early so he could adjust his body clock and he actually had a throwing session with local University of South Alabama receivers. You know, guys don't have to do that. Son of a coach. He says he wants to coach himself. Listen to this. When he watches football on TV, he has fifty index cards in front of him scribbling down plays he likes. And he already has his uh framework for an eventual coaching playbook with d- down to red zone plays in a binder he keeps it on. This is what he has already. And in high school he had the keys to the gym. Because he would be, you know, running cone drills past 9 a.m., 9 p.m. more than once. He graduates from Texas Tech because he was a grad transfer at Cal. Packed up his car the day after Texas graduation. Under NCAA rules, you know, he can transfer to another school to pursue a master's without sitting out a year. Drove 20 hours to Berkeley with his mom so he gets started as soon as possible. 
They said he outclocked a few coaches in the Cal football building, but he self-imposed a 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. workday. So a 15-hour workday. Rehearses play calls in the mirror. He stays up two to three hours. Stayed up two to three hours at the Senior Bowl practices to study the exhibition game playbook. Now, Jake Spavado, Webb's offensive coordinator at Cal, said sometimes you hear all this, all right, you're probably full of shit. Sure, he's always up at the office and always working and all that. But when you do the research, and a lot of teams are, you start seeing it and you say, he said, damn, this kid is the real deal. And he is. And in the, his goal to combine was to finish in the top five in every category. He had terrific throwing, showed his arm strength on vertical routes. And he closed the gap between him and uh, Kaiser, Pat Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, and Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky. And he said, interviews, best part. And they said he comes across as ultra-confident, football-obsessed, very personable. And actually, one count, one, listen, this one scout was surprised that one month after chatting with the quarterback in Mobile, Webb addressed him by name in Indianapolis. I mean, God damn it, man. His dad coached high school football in suburban Dallas, switched school five times because he kept getting better offers. And Webb actually switched schools once too. He's, he said, I'm used to making new friends. He fell in love with Texas Tech as a sophomore. He could have went to Iowa TCU, but that's where he went. He actually was MVP of the Holiday Bowl as a freshman, led the Red Raiders to a 37-23 upset over number 16, Arizona State. He only had 28-40, 10 different targets, 403 yards, four scores. No, no. Then he had an ankle injury. Next year was a dark horse Heisman candidate. Pat, Patrick Mahomes came in, and that was it. He was never started again. But he, but you know what he did? He worked second team. He was in the top pack of conditioning drills. He lifted like a linebacker. Made himself available to freshmen. Anything. He's, and he took it that, uh, you know, he took pride working with the younger players. And some of them, like Kiki Cowdy and Jonathan Giles, had a great year with Mahomes. He, was, he said, I had a hand in their development. Yeah. And, and then he, he decided to go to Cal's a transfer because he was happy with Spavadil as the new offensive coordinator. Now, this is a guy, Pap, uh, Spavadil, he worked with Kevin Sumlin at Houston with Dana Holgerson, who ended up, who's now the w, uh, West Virginia head coach. That was when Case, Case Keenum became the most prolific passer in NCAA history. And Cliff Kingsbury, who's now the Texas Tech coach, he was a quality control coach under Sumlin at Houston in 2008. Now, 2009, Spavado was hired as a grad assistant. And Sumlin and Kingsbury brought their offense to Texas A&M in 2012. Spavado went briefly to West Virginia with Holgerson, helped groom Geno Smith. And then he joined the Aggies in 2013 for the prime of Johnny Manziel. Just, you know... Pretty pretty cool. You know, that, that's a guy. And this is the thing, too. You know, when Webb got to Cal, it's a six-month baby, basically audition for the NFL scouts. He wanted to know every player of the team, their hometowns, their hobbies. But he goes, I don't want to look at it like memorization or trying to suck up. I just try to be as human as possible. And he said he sat with a group of five offensive linemen for breakfast. He joined wide receivers for lunch. He even got to know defensive players. Within two months, he was named captain. He proudly reminds NFL interviewers. Yeah, I mean, you know, Spavadil said they worked together. You know, he was in my office so much, he forced me to get in there too. 
if you liked a certain concept, if you know, if I would, you know, said Spavel said if I wasn't a big fan, I still put in because Webb did the, did his homework. They broke down just about every NFL quarterback's tape, and they said Webb's mechanics were already pretty sound. Now he'd been tutored by George Whitfield, who's worked with everybody, everybody that's in all the young guys, all the guys that are in the NFL now. He's also a veteran Webb of the Elite Eleven camps. He's a quick release. And in Webb's final year, 61.6% completion, almost 4,300 yards, 37 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. And got, so he was, Goff's last year, he was 64.5, 4,700 yards, 43 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. But he says, you know, I've known, and, and, and Webb goes, I've known Jared for a long time because of Elite 11 camps. I think comparison's okay, but, you know, we're different leaders, different quarterbacks. Jared is a little more laid back. I can be laid back, but I'm pretty high strung. I think it's pretty cool. And now Spavadil's back at West Virginia with Holgerson. And he said Davis will end up being my fifth quarterback to enter the NFL. The others were Keenum, Manziel, Smith, and Brandon Whedon. He said everyone has their own path, but the kids who put their whole life into the game, you root for those kids. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Now, Dana White, you know, and I'm rooting for Davis Webb now, man. When I read stories like that, the guy puts the time and he's busting his ass. Those are the guys you want to. I know Geno Smith, I think Geno Smith thought it was owed to him. And that always bothered me about Geno Smith. And I still don't feel, I feel he has all the talent, but I don't think he puts the time in. I, I don't see the work there. I don't see a guy who's busting his ass. When I think of a guy busting his ass, I think of Drew Brees. I think of Peyton Manning. I think Eli's calling plays. I still remember that play early in the season. He called the run play when everybody's going crazy and he ran out the clock, got the win because he saw the formation there. That's a guy who does his homework. You've got to do your homework. You want a guy out there who's putting the time in and busting his ass. Mike Singletary said when he first started and Buddy Ryan didn't think he was going to be up to the task and he realized all the work he had put in to become the best he could be. And that's what you want. You want a guy like that. And I don't want Jay Cutler as a Jet quarterback because I think he doesn't, I don't think he wants it bad enough. I don't think he works hard enough. Yeah, he has a lot of talent, whatever, but it doesn't. I want, I'd rather take my chances with Hackenberg or Bryce Petty, one of the young guys, and see what happens because you're not going anywhere this year anyway than bring in one of these guys, Jamopes. And that's what they are. They're Jamopes. And I, I'm almost tired of talking about this. Dana White says potential Floyd Connor fight, nowhere near being done, and has no target date. You know, this every day I hear different shit. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of talking about it. I don't know why I talked about it today. Because you know what? I think it's a fan it's fantasy land. That's what this whole thing is. It's fantasy land. It's never gonna happen. Come on. And Ian Desmond, Rocky's first baseman, expected to miss six weeks with feet, with fractured left hand. But and then this cracked me up. I love Manny Ramirez. He just signed a contract with the Kochi Fighting Dogs in Japan. Unlimited sushi is part of the things he gets in his contract. Hotel suite, driver, and optional practice. AI would have loved that one. Optional practice. What, so what, what's the deal? Unli- I mean, are you trying to get this guy to be fat as a pig? Come on. Unlimited sushi, driver, optional practice. You know, I'm just going to practice every the day. Hey, you know, if he, he comes to play, that's one thing. I don't, man, he's going to sell seats anyway. But man, he could hit. I used to love watching him hit, man. Manny Ramirez was the best. Hey, if you can get it, more power to you, right? And I just a little NHL. I like sprinkling a little NHL. Calgary Flames beat the Penguins 4-3 in a shootout last night. Tenth straight win. Longest single season win streak in franchise history. I was checking, checking tonight. They are not playing. 
Game two right now of the NCAA first four. Well, there's two games tonight, two games tomorrow. I just wanted to check the score right now. And Kansas State is up four on Wake Forest. Pelicans blew out the Trailblazers 100-77. All right, I want to see how, how my boys did. Anthony DeMarcus Cousins, 22 points, 9 rebounds. Anthony Davis, 15 points, 15 rebounds. Hey, they got to win. That's all that matters, right? Yeah. Wow. So Wayne Selden Jr. is playing again. Man, I thought he was going to be a, a beast from Kansas. They don't have any stats here. I think he just got brought up. He had two points tonight. See, that's the thing. A lot of these guys, now he ended up staying, but a lot of these guys come out and they sit on the bench for two years, you never hear from them again. They go play overseas. For every guy that comes out, you know, once you get to the pros, you're you're playing for paychecks, and that's in every sport. It's a lot different how bad you want it. I'm not even playing sports, but there's things I'm doing now. I mean, how bad do I want it? No one, you know, you have to be self-motivated. You have to be, you have to decide how bad you want this thing. And that's everything in life. Because nothing's really given to you. Someone might give you, open a door for you, but you have to push your way through the door. And I feel like some of these guys, and they have all the talent in the world, but you get there. I, you know, I still remember the Kobe, I read the Kobe Bryant, Kobe, Kobe Bryant book. And they lost that game in Utah after his rookie year. And he went to the gym and just shot for freaking hours. They talked how that game could have destroyed him. He may never come back, but he went and went right to the gym, right from the airport, right to the gym, and shot for hours, he said. Hours, just shot, 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 shot. So what he did. And Kobe put the goddamn work. Even when he was on the goddamn Olympic team, the, he was coming out from workout. The guys were coming down to the bus to go to practice. He had already done his own workout. He was already, already drenched, drenched in sweat. Drenched in sweat. And guys were like, you know, LeBron and them were like seeing how hard he worked. And they're like, shit, we got to turn it up a different. There's a different notch. Even for a superstar, there's a different notch. How bad you want it? How bad you freaking want it? All right. Now, we have tr- trivia questions. And I, I'm trying to get better ones. I really am. Some of them... Some of them are better than others. All right. Last night's trivia question. All right. Who scored the most points at an NCAA tournament game? That's any game. Notre Dame's Austin Cars versus Ohio in 1970 scored 61 points. 61 points in a tournament game. That's pretty awesome. Now, how about a Final Four game? Who scored the most points? That's tonight's question. Who scored the most points at an NCAA Basketball Final Four game. Folks, Nets lost. Knicks won. Anything's possible. All right, have a good night. I'll talk to you soon. Peace out.